Hello and welcome to the Over Under Achievers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, just to be clear, he's confirming that he's immunized. It's Jason Waterfalls. Immunized. Uh, I am vaccinated and immunized. Is that a thing? Both. I think I'm immu- I don't Honestly, I don't know if I'm immu- immunized. I think I am from like when I was a kid, but I'm also vaccinated too. But I do appreciate that he's brought this like um, homeopathic, holistic nuance to the conversation because... I think we were all wanting more different ways the vaccine conversation could go weird for people. That's great. Thanks, Aaron. I also appreciate that these intros uh, make me sweat every time. Mm. I'm just realizing that now. Like, I don't know what the whole list of stuff is that I, you know, Jason Waterfalls is now. I am sure. now because sure. uh, it's a long list and it's it is it's kind of sketchy if you ran the whole thing back I believe um, I do this for Jamie too and I will say hers is much more problematic than yours so she's got a lead on you right now so don't you worry about that so you know obviously we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers a little later do do you think let me just ask this question do you think he was like I'm not gonna get vaccinated and I'm not gonna be clear about it and this will be fine this will never come up this will not come up in the course of a season yeah, and he asked for, allegedly, he asked for an exemption uh, mm. of some kind that this should count for, for that. And it's been pretty unclear. Like for Carson Wentz, who is unvaccinated, mm-hmm. his choice, his body, um, he has to wear a mask on the sidelines mm-hmm. because unvaccinated players, per the NFL rules or whatever, have to wear a mask on the sideline if you're unvaccinated. But Rodgers doesn't. That's so now, the weird part. And then yes. it feels like, no, it's... um. It's different because he has essential oils and Windex. That's what he like gargles. So it's it's completely actually different when you think about but it. But if they're not finding him or suspending him, then that is kind of weird because if they're saying he they're saying now because he tested positive mm-hmm. that he didn't meet their standards then, but they weren't getting him in trouble for it then. So it's kind of on the NFL as well to regulate like what can and cannot be happening here. I love that the NFL is this massive organization. And it always feels like when something breaks, they're like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're never prepared for it. <laughs> I just I just don't understand it. Well, as always, the Over Underachievers is a proud member of the Podcast Media Group. It's a show intended to consider news from the sports world to the prism of overs and unders. Again, we're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we will always tell people to gamble um, responsibly. Um, really going to hit that last, uh, that, that, that last two words uh, there, Jason. It was a tough week for us. Uh, I appreciate yeah. you not asking me how I'm doing, which usually comes out of that that reading sure. is Jason how you doing and uh you know I'm actually doing great I am I really am it's good perspective was given yeah. to me afforded to me specifically by the Bengals the Lions uh yeah. and and that's on me to be honest and, we, and we, sure you know we'll certainly get into that later but uh you know as as we go into this first overreaction and underreaction in this first topic I gotta tell you I cannot believe that the Bengals lost that game I just I truly just I'm moving on I've already moved yeah. on. Like, that's the yeah. truth of it. If we're being yeah. honest with each other, I've already moved on. So, like, this is, like, me having to live in the past a little bit, which I typically don't love to do. But how the F did the Bengals lose to the Jets like that? See, I'm glad we're starting off here because, you know, I, I, th- I thought it was I – th- I think it's good for people to hear, like, um, not that anyone cares, but it's, like, we do gamble responsibly. And when we say that, we encourage that f- – for people, not because, I mean, you know, gambling is kind of this new thing. It's the Wild West. Everyone's kind of getting their hands around it. You've got the gambling companies there uh, in bed with every single media company. So I don't know that we know the unintended consequences that will happen here of like uh, long-term effects on American culture and society and our game's going to be fixed. I have no idea. But all that said, when we say that we're not just joking around like 
for you, just like it is with me, it's a line item in our budget. Used to, I would go to a ton of movies, um, and I don't really get to do that anymore because of pandemic reasons. So instead, I've reallocated that and some other funds uh, to gambling. And when I run out of that, um, I don't use it anymore, right? So, like, we're not and, – and, you know, that feels, like, simplistic to say, but hopefully if you're listening and you're thinking about getting into it, have a game plan like that. Like, don't be reckless with it because it's not worth being reckless with it. And also, gambling is a terrible way to make money because – most people, 99% of people are not good at it, so you're not going to make money. It's more for the fun. It is more for the fun and more for, you know, it sucked that we all kind of lost a significant amount of money last weekend, but it was kind of fun to commiserate together, you know? At least that was like, yeah. a, like a bonding exercise. Well, absolutely, and, and we, we bond really strongly when we win, so we bond even stronger when we lose. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we'll get to, we'll get to Andre in, in a bit and uh, him calling me out, and then, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Last, so it's, you know, it's good. Two weekends Everybody, ago, I lost big on Saturday and made it up on Sunday and was, again, the world's evenest gambler. Sure. This weekend, uh, this past weekend, lost on Saturday, lost on Sunday. You know, so, you know what, though? I'm hearing open parenthetical. You know, there's a bigger picture at play here. We're, we're just not able to see it right now. That's what I think. That's, that's what, what I, I think, think as well. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what's in my journal, actually. Exactly. 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 That's what I've told my therapist, too. So and I think part of the so you brought up the Bengals. That's a great starting point. And I think we've come, you know, you've done the I buried the football in the backyard. This is ancient history. I'm not going there again. I've gone a different direction and I've gone. I'm not apologizing for losing money on the Bengals. <laughs> okay. okay. That's not my fault. Okay. Was it a classic letdown game? Of course it was. Yes. Duh. Obviously. But. Did all of the Bengal fans know that it was going to happen? Yes, yes. obviously. Yeah, duh. they did. They told us. They warned us. But they're bad fans. Who cares? Who Do cares? I have a Whatever. really good buddy that is a Bengals fan that I text about gambling all the time and I didn't consult him before making those bets? Yes, duh, obviously. But see, it's not even about the Bengals, okay? It's about the Jets. I know. And the Jets lost their quarterback. The Jets are god-awful. And the Jets started a man at quarterback named White Mike. And there's just <laughs> quick, there's just quick no, editors, quick editors. No, it is white Mike. I'm calling him with a, white Mike with a comment in there. Yes, absolutely. It's just there's no reason they should have been this good, and there's no reason the 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 Bengals defense should have played that that poorly, and there's no reason white Mike should be like late '90s Kurt Warner, right? So I'm not apologizing. That was the right bet. That was the correct bet to make. And we're not going to be the kind. We're a classy podcast. We're um uh, we're always taking the high road, and we're not going to talk about how. It was a very dicey personal foul call that really shifted the momentum in that game. We're not going to blame that for losing money. We're, we're not going to blame refs um, and stuff like that. We're going to take the high road. But I will just say it's that ref's fault that we lost money. Yep. And as gamblers, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to tell yourself that that play that would have led to a punt that would have needed the Bengals to score a touchdown, right? Yeah, 100%. Is what cost us. So that's, I think, that's very obvious for everyone. Yeah, so this is really just gambling 101 right now. We didn't intend for this, but number one, even more important than gamble responsibly, when you do lose, always find a scapegoat. Always find a reason why you are actually <laughs> nope, right. That's number, just to be clear, that's number two behind gamble responsibly. But it's, I would it, put it, it, it agree, disagree. That's one, number one. one. One A, one B, okay? Okay, I like it. One A, one B. Compromise. That's good. <laughs> always find that's a good. scapegoat. So I'm not apologizing for that. I'm not overreacting. I'm not underreacting. I had that right. It's just, you know. It just—it was weird. I don't know how that worked out. I've, I'm still not sure. I'm waiting for like a correction that we didn't actually lose that bet. Because can, I, can I tell you how I'm processing this, please? I am processing this as I'm not picking another team. Okay, okay. I picked the Raiders. That's gone. I backed the Raiders. That's gone yeah. wild in several directions, especially it, it at, has it after has. this week a terrible, um, tragic turn. But like, I didn't realize one team could be so dramatic in a single season. Wow. And it's, yeah, really bad. Then I was like, all right, we love the Bills. 
then what did the Bills do? They lost. Mm. Okay? Are we the Manning cast of podcasts? First of all, how dare you? We are reporting on the Manning cast curse. We are not the Manning cast curse. Well, hold, okay. hold on. What I'm saying is we love the Manning cast, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we love mm-hmm. this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. gives us life. Yeah. We need it to give us money to gamble with, but it gives us life at least. Yes. So am I, am I the fourth Manning brother? Okay. Okay. Do you want me to go uh, sports psychologist on us? Yes. Um, yes. I think we're uh, really not good at analysis because we always jump on the hot train that's about to cool. You know, remember like the sports. I like how you're saying us, but you're meaning me right now. This no. is like the most generous of that you've ever been to me, and I really appreciate it. Are you for right now? Do you know I had six bets with the Bengals tied in, even though I know you shouldn't anchor a team like that. <laughs> I know, so I'm man, talking why to you. Why are we right doing now. this? Why are we such doing an idiot? This? But it's it's like the the curse of the uh, Sports Illustrated cover. When it's like the idea is like, is it a curse? Is it mystical? Is God cursing? It's like, no, dummy. It's because you're highlighting person who's been at the the top of a high, a really good run, and then inevitably it has to regression to the mean, right? Then that's what yeah. we are. We're jumping on right before the regression to the mean, and then we jump off, and the Raiders get good again, and then we're, I'm going to jump back on this weekend, and guess what? They're probably going to lose again. So, and, and even if the Bengals go 12 and five, we're going to be like, man, that was a bad loss. But what a great season for the Bengals, right? 12 and five. If they go 11 and six, whatever, you know, you're going to look back and still think that's a very bad loss, but still think this is a very good team overall. Yeah. Yeah, there's um uh do you I'm gonna ask a question I know the answer to, but just for the listener, do you ever watch The Walking Dead? Absolutely not. No okay, good for me, thank you. So in the comics, well I, so I read the comics and in like issue three, the main character loses his hand, right? Because like he made he made like a like a calculated mistake. Okay, it was a very poor choice he made and he lost his hand for it. That's what I, I don't feel like I'll ever be the same after what happened with the Bengals. Honestly, with you, I, I think as a as a better, I'm always gonna be like shaky dog when it comes to the Bengals because of how in, how convinced I was that they were just gonna win that game and they didn't. So that I don't the, know that I'll ever be the same. And I mean, I think a lot of people were like that, and we didn't take the spread; we took the money line. I mean, we mm-hmm. had an alt spread and a different bet as well. Bengals down to minus two and a half against the Jets. Like that's just a good bet. It's just a good bet, and it lost, yeah. and it's and it's our responsibility to know that it was our fault. And I still like Joe Burrow. I still like Zach Taylor. I still think that's a good team. I just mm-hmm. think they had a bad day, and I think the Jets had their absolute best available day. It's. I'm not even mad at them. I was mad at Penn State for what they did to oh me. My gosh. You know, because I just <laughs> I, th- there was there was a sloppiness How the and heck a disrespect. Did you spin this? See, I, there was like a um, there was a lack of effort. There's a lack of creativity on the side of Penn State. What happened with the Bengals just feels like when uh, the guy from Dorn got his head crushed when he was just about to beat the mountain, and then all of a sudden his head is smashed and everyone's screaming. That's what that felt like. It was yes. so dramatic that I was just like, oh my gosh, what happened here? So, and and we're not going to do a whole targeting uh, NFL, you know, cares about their players or doesn't segment here, right? But we're I don't. Classy. I really don't. I'm dead serious. I really don't know at the end of that game what that player was supposed to do. He bent down as far as he could. He did. He did. I, I don't like that. That's the one that like drives to me the the commonest of fans like myself. Yeah. Just absolutely crazy because we just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. He, he, he could not have done anything different other than just let the guy, you know, just barrel into him while, while mm-hmm. the defender was standing up. I, I, I don't get it. Um, okay, let's move on. I've got, um, um, you know, so I, I don't know if you saw this news. I think people are overreacting about this. I would, I would caution them to underreact on it. Uh, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, um, he was revealed to have made $128 million over the last two years. 
Um, quick math, that's $64 million a year. Um, and people are really upset about this because I don't know if you think this, but most people think $64 million a year for their salary is a lot of money. Do you think that's a lot of money? That I think that's a lot of money for my lifetime salary. Mm-hmm. So yep, mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with yes on that one. Do, are you upset when you saw that number? You're like, are you for real? The ginger hammer is making $128 million over two years? Absolutely not. He's a sock puppet for all these owners. And there's so much sketchy stuff going on that they're doing that we don't know about. What's, what's the matter what he, what he makes? Nobody likes him. He's, just because he makes more money doesn't mean you have to like him more. You can like him See, less. It doesn't matter. That's great. I love that we're aligned on this because um, he, and you hit on the good point. Do you know how many weird things allegedly he's had to cover up that Jerry Jones has done? You know, that Jerry Jones probably didn't even think was weird. He was probably like, this is very normal. A guy who talks about, gives an interview where he talks about masturbating in his shoe. Do you know the things? What do you think keeps Jerry Jones up at night when he did it? And he was like, whoa, that was too far, Jer. What, that was too far. If he will say that he masturbates in his shoe in an interview, right? So Roger Goodell has to handle something like that. There's a value to being a whipping boy. There's a value to knowing that when somebody has got to eat an S-word sandwich, you're the guy eating that S-word sandwich. Yep. And I think, to your point... The NFL last year uh, during the pandemic, when uh, revenues were down, right? Revenues were down because of the pandemic. Gross revenue, $10 billion. So $64 million a year is less than 1% of total gross revenue. For the guy kind of in charge of the game, I think that's a bargain. I think, I think that's I a bargain. I don't love it, but it's a, it's a big bargain. Guess okay. what happens if you hire somebody that isn't just a sock puppet? They're going to want $85 million. They're going to want $100 million a year. And all, th- by the way, this also comes up every other year, every three years or whatever. There was a year, I don't know, five, six years ago, he was making like $45 million a year, and everybody mm-hmm. freaked out about that too. This is a huge enterprise, okay? No, but you're, you're right. Like This is actually, people don't want to hear this, this is a bargain. Um, and I know that's, there's a lot of late-stage capitalism talking about that right now, but like it is a bargain. And I think, good, he has successfully negotiated labor agreements. Uh, pretty lucrative TV contracts. Those are good things. Really, I think the only thing he's not good at is acting like a human being, um, <laughs> being, being charismatic, yeah. being likable, right? Wearing cardigans. He's not good at that. Um, but I think discipline, that's the big issue here. And just the weird ways with which he punishes people. I would say, like, just pay someone out of pocket to be better at discipline. And, like, it would actually be a really great, um, nice, peaceful run for Roger Goodell. So I think I'm that's not my point. I it. think that's the owner's problem, though. Mm-hmm. On the, the consistency of disciplining people, because I think that he's he's just saying what he's being told from from what he's saying. Do you, do you like him at all? Um, it's hard. Like I don't I don't really have an opinion about him. I think the Ray Rice stuff, the Tom Brady stuff, weird, the, um, weird handling of it. stuff. Yep, it's not it's not that I'm even like biased because I love Tom Brady. It's more just like the way you handle these three big deal things was just so weird and just yep. incorrect. You know, like it just, it felt like such a mishandling. That's like, if you're mishandling that, what else are you mishandling? So are you good at this job? Or are you just good at eating S word sandwiches? I don't know, but that is a skill and you do need to be compensated for it. So yeah, let, let Roger Goodell make many, many multiples of, uh, of, of dollar bills. So, um, I had, you know, I had one like, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Should we care that he's like not happy? with uh, the Browns or is he cooked? Like, does, is that even something to react to? Is, is cutting him a thing uh, that they, I know that there was trade talks allegedly, yeah. but I, I don't know what to do. Cause uh, I did see one tweet that was just like, good, cut him. Then let's have him pick a team and let's go see what happens. Right. Like yeah. Antonio, it kind of like an Antonio Brown situation, but without the, the, you know, legal allegations that go, sure. they go with that. But I do wonder if it's OBJ or if it's OBJ on the Browns. 
I, see, I think it's just OBJ. I think he um, – it's like he had that one catch, and he was a good receiver. And then it's the New York media, and I feel like it, he becomes this, like, idea of uh, an incredible receiver. And the receipts just don't actually match, like, the output. And I, I think – I would love to see that experiment of, like, put him on the Rams or put him anywhere with a good quarterback – and just see what happens. And I feel like it's minimal output. I feel like it's diminishing returns to talk about OBJ anymore. You, you, know? you see it as that one catch, but I got to tell you, he was the human version of the slant route. You and mm, I always, yeah. when we played Madden, we had to be on the same team. Otherwise, we would get in huge fights. Right? It's true. That's so just we a were fact. always yeah. on the same team. So, but my, That's just I, a fact, and that's very reasonable and normal. Don't overreact <laughs> to that, people. <laughs> but I had a buddy that I would play, all the time, play with all the time that I lived with for a while, and he would slant me to death. And mm. it made me so mad sure did i over blitz you know that you had to sure. rerun you had to rearrange the entire defense when we were playing defense because i was gonna blitz every single time period from any position on the field that i wanted to that is also and i do let's just so let's sit in that for a second because i think there's probably some latent resentment because you were like because it's not you that made us play on the same team it's me i was the issue because well, was, i would get too competitive and weird it was so us for the record that, but I, ha- I forced you to do that. And I think probably as a way of you coping with that, when we would play defense, and I'll be like, okay, I think let's run like a cover two. We'll drop drop a D end in coverage. And you're like, cool, I'm blitzing every single time. Just so you know. <laughs> And I'll be like, okay, I guess I'm going to be the defensive tackle dropping into the mid zone for the, pat- for the cross. <laughs> do you remember playing NFL 2K, whatever year it was, instead of uh-huh. Madden? We got on that run for a little while, and oh, we were 100%. just an absolute machine with it. That was the uh, the days of the double uh, coach wristbands. So we called defensive plays on the left <laughs> just like, wrist. Just like Peyton Manning at his kids' flag football game. Eli called it out, for, called him out for it. Did you see that? We, Peyton we son more like wears Jay cast. Allen on his, the back of his jersey. That's incredible. It was a pretty, you know, I think most Manning casts are uh, big pro. Uh, Peyton and Eli was there too. This one, Eli really turned the screws. Like, because there's a 100% uh, chance he uh, bribed a producer to show Peyton eating chicken yeah, with Peyton his hands. Peyton was not happy about that. Eli came with both guns blazing, man. I love it. I love that. I love that so freaking much. I cannot even begin to tell you. Oh, it's my favorite thing. I, I, I'm more entertained by that than the game because I don't know. Who was it? Who Was it Michael Strait? No, it was Jon Stewart really trying to provoke Eli Manning to say something negative about the Giants who do still pay him and employ him. And Eli just being like, John, you're putting me in a weird situation. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it so much. Eli's so delivery is terrible, but he's actually really funny. And he's like actually likable. It's I, 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 I never saw it coming, but I didn't, Part I guess I haven't thinks- watched Eli's place either. He, I just, I think he's, he feels like a 1940s sheriff of a small rural town. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Time traveled and like, he's a big, a big deal quarterback and he just, he doesn't really, he's not equipped to deal with that, but like actually who he is is Barney Fife, like at the end of the day. And that, that's one of my underreactions. I'm underreacting to the Seahawks and the 49ers winning. Okay. You should. Yeah. That's a good call. I, I don't, I don't like either of those teams. They didn't, they played I think very bad teams. What did Gino um, do to you? Did he do something like specifically to you? Do you like him? I don't love him, but like you, Gino is your Penn State. You know what I mean? And I just want to know. I'm just fascinated. I think it's because it. he was a Jets quarterback, and I just don't mm-hmm. like Jets quarterbacks since yeah. um, Chad Pennington. I actually really liked Chad Pennington. Of course, oh, yeah. Tessa Verde is a legend, but yeah, I, I just, I just don't like the Jets. I see. I don't think. And guess what? Should. After this weekend, I really don't like the Jets, but I like Salah. Oh, 
The only reason I like Chad Pennington was because of what he and Randy, Randy Moss did at Marshall. Yeah. I have no other reason to like Chad Pennington beyond that. So it's just like curse, like runoff um, uh, adulation for, for Randy Moss. But, yeah, I think that's a good call. I think I don't want anything to do with 49ers. I don't want anything to do with Seahawks. I think Pete Carroll is out at the end of this year. I think they're going to move on, and they're going to be like, hey, Russ, you stay here. We'll get rid of the old guy who just keeps like keeps walking in the rooms and going, let's go. <laughs> it's like, Pete, uh, we just need strategy, actually. Do you have like a scheme uh, or anything like that? And he's like, no, I've got passion. I've got a lot of heart, so let's go with that. Pete's like, I just watched Mr. Beast, so I've got all these new yeet, yeet. <laughs> i got all these new call signs that I can say for the youths. He's like, we uh, need our defense on fleek, and there's like, that's not even relevant. <laughs> that is not even a, a topical term. That Pete, we're on, special, we're on special teams right now, Pete. <laughs> Okay, so that's overreactions and reactions. Let's go uh, over under number two, um, and this is we'll get into the classic over here because um, the college football playoff um, rankings were released uh, earlier this week, and I wanted to talk to you about the top four. Um, uh, our top four was Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon. And what I want to ask is, uh, I'm setting the over under at two and a half, and how many of these original four teams will end up in this year's playoffs? I am taking the under. I think okay. that if Georgia and Alabama quote-unquote win out, and that just means that the only loss that either one of them has is to each other in the SEC mm-hmm. championship game, I think they're both in, period. I think a two-loss Alabama team is still in if that second loss is to Georgia in the SEC championship game. I don't oh, see... You think, you think a two-loss Alabama team is still in? Yeah, you see that differently? I, I don't see any way that a two-loss Alabama and that second loss is Georgia in the SEC game, uh, SEC championship game. I don't see any way they're not in. You probably are right. I just That didn't even occur to me. And Cincinnati this wins like, out, Michigan State wins out, and Oregon wins out. See, so I, I'm, I'm under two. Um, so I went down and I was like, Oregon, yes. I, th- I think Oregon wins out. They don't really have a difficult schedule. You know, that Stanford loss is tough, but it's overtime and whatever. I think whatever. they might lose to Utah, but yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think somehow Oregon's in. So I guess that's three for me. And I don't know if that shuffles things, you know, of like, okay, so, uh, Ohio oh, wait, State. if you think they went out, then you're saying they're, you're saying that they're going to committee get jumped. No, well, that's the that's the risk. Is I think they're going to win out, I, and I think that'll keep them in the four. I don't know if they'll get jumped, like if Oklahoma oh, I see just destroys okay. Oklahoma State and Baylor by seven million points. Maybe the committee changes, but I think I'm going to count Oregon as staying. I'm going to count Alabama as not staying because I do think Georgia gets them, um, and I think this is the year where this, the committee they're already taking some friendly fire from like Cincinnati and stuff like that. I think this is the year where they're like, look. Um, you know, Bama, we all understand that Alabama is always going to be in the top four, like in, in our hearts. They're always going to be one of the four best teams. But this is the year where we tell the other teams that this is not an Alabama invitational and we cut them loose because they do have two losses to a Texas A&M team and, a really, and obviously number one uh, in the land, Georgia. But we're, we're going to have to make an example out of them this year. That means I think Georgia does. I think they run the table and they get into the playoff undefeated. Michigan State's the one where – as much as I want them to make it, and I really appreciate their brand of football, I just don't think there's any way they're making it because uh, I guess in two weeks they run into Ohio State. And I thought, in my head I was like, I don't know, that kind of looks like a favorable matchup because Michigan State will run the ball, you know, um, they can slow down the game and everything. Do you know, I'm going to ask you, uh, out of 130 teams, where does Michigan State rank in uh, pass defense in the entire country? I don't know, but this is not sounding like a good lead up for them. I'll do this. I will tell you the teams around them, okay? Um, you've got Duke, Sam Alcorn State, Florida International. You're not far away. Uh, UNLV, Hawaii, and Georgia Southern. They well, I know Hawaii is awful, so that's got to be like in like the 110s, 120s, something like that. 
they are a little better than Hawaii. Uh, they are 127. Oh, they my are 127. gosh. And I think just Ohio State, They, I think Ohio State has some weaknesses and some issues, but the passing game is not one of them. And I think they are just going to go burn nanas, bananas against Michigan State. So I, I don't think Michigan State makes it. So I think that is, um, that's the the two. So you're, okay, so Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon. You're keeping Georgia and Oregon because you're mm-hmm. saying both of them win out. Yeah. Yeah, and you think um, Georgia also wins the SEC championship game in this in this situation? That's right. Um, okay, and I'm saying Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon. Only Georgia and Alabama are there. I think Oregon ends up winning out. It doesn't matter for this argument. I sure. think Ohio State or Michigan State is in, and then okay. I think that an undefeated Oklahoma team ends up being the fourth team. So okay, I think see, I-, I think the committee does do a Oregon. You were at the top. And then you didn't impress us. And then Oklahoma went undefeated and won their uh, Big 12 championship game. So they jumped you. Because they do jumps at the last minute. That's what I think everybody's been freaking out about the Cincinnati thing. It's like, oh, maybe Cincinnati can jump later. Cincinnati ain't jumping anything. That's like, that's like a statement that they made by putting them six even behind Ohio State. Yeah, it's not that I, I and I think Cincinnati's a really good team actually. I just they're not going to have an opportunity to jump unless they start winning by triple digits. That's the only way they're going to sneak in and they're not going to do that. So, yeah, and I, I think, think the team that I think the team that does get that opportunity to jump is going to be an undefeated Oklahoma team. I think that's 100%. the only team and they're right they're eighth right now. I think that's the only team that ends up getting that opportunity because the Big Ten's going to play each other several times. And if yeah. Ohio State comes out of that unscathed, I mean they've got Michigan State, Michigan and the uh, Big Ten championship game. So that's yeah. going to be three or two and a half hard games, depending on how you want to count some of that. Uh, so, so I think that that's going to be rather interesting. Yeah, see, I, so we're laying it on the same place. Just Bama is the only difference because I, I think I, I agree with you. I think Oklahoma with Caleb Williams, I think they're a, a different team. So I think they should be judged differently. And I think if they really kill Oklahoma State and they beat Baylor, those are pretty good wins. And they win the Big 12 uh, title game. Um, they deserve to be in. And I think Ohio State runs the table in the Big 10. I think they deserve to be in too. So I think you've got uh, Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and an Oregon-type team. As much as I would love uh, Cincinnati to get in there, um, I just don't think it's going to happen. It's just not in the cards, which sucks for them. But that's why Luke Fickle's not going to be there long term. You know? Yeah, I totally agree on the Luke Fickle thing. I I can't believe, I cannot believe that he he's going to wait out for. I I just believe he's going to go USC or LSU. Are you hearing anything more on those? I've not heard any rumblings of like this is the head candidate at this point. Obviously, the your boy James Franklin, he's getting sketchier and sketchier with his commentary and interviews. But I'm not hearing like <laughs> anything you know super dramatic. But now that I look at this again, Knox, I think that oh, man, this this might get kind of crazy here because several of these teams, like the Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan thing, they're going to play each other. Oregon's got to go several games. Oklahoma's got to go several games. There, there might be a chance. I think I like that Alabama two-loss thing even more now. I wonder if there's a mm. way to bet Alabama to make the. I don't want to be betting against Georgia, but to make the the um, the last four, the final four for the college, for college football playoff. It would be poetic for Georgia to beat them in the SEC championship and then have to beat them again in the national title game. Oh, Just I would because love that. I would for Georgia love that. to feel like they've ascended to where they want to be. Yeah, it's like to definitively beat Alabama. I I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if anybody can beat Alabama twice that close Just, yeah. as currently constructed. So uh, yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be very really interesting. And I I, I love that Clemson is such a toss up. Um, uh, basic beware team now that they don't even factor, and the ACC by proxy doesn't factor either. Because I, I, I was trying to figure out how to sneak Wake Forest in, 
there's just no way to do that. But I do, I do appreciate how they play football. I like watching them. So do you, I've not watched any of them, but from everything I was reading or, or, or listening to, if Wake Forest wins out and wins the ACC, they're still not in. No, they're not. The, Wake Forest is a lot of fun. They are like um, uh, Episcopalian Ole Miss, you know? They just don't play a lot of defense. They score it, and they throw it, and I really like their quarterback. Um, and College Game Day got me a couple weeks ago when they were like um, – uh, I forget his, I forget the guy's name, but he was like, he doesn't always play for himself. He's playing for his cut to a dead uh, adopted brother. And I was like, God, don't watch this. And, of course, <laughs> I sat through all of it and watched it, and it got a little dusty in there. But I freaking hate when game day does that. Don't do that. Just show me the highlights, man. That's a Tom Rinaldi special right there. God, I think he's man. on Fox now, but, yeah. He is. It's weird. It's weird to see him on Fox. So, okay, so we're both under on that one. Let's go last over under here. Um, uh, and this is a little bit of an abstract one. I want you to think outside the bun, uh, as it were, Jason. Um, but with the Aaron Rodgers aforementioned news that we led the episode with, um, with uh, with that going on. And I don't know if you've had a chance to read the Scotty Pippen excerpt uh, of the book he uh, is writing about his response to Michael Jordan and Last Dance. What I want to ask you is, do you think Aaron Rodgers and his character – will have uh, will be the basis of more think pieces or will michael jordan and actually spin zone michael jordan kind of sucked as a human being and a player we don't really remember that well who's going to have more and i'm going to set the over under at 12 and a half think pieces which part which part of that is that michael jordan sucks as a player um because in scotty pippen's excerpt he's like hey you know we that's what he's alleging no 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 he's like he's like look he disrespected all of us in the last dance because it made it look like we were the, um, you know, like when LeBron had the seasons in Cleveland, when it was like Lou Williams and Zildrunas, you know, <laughs> Scotty was like, that's how he was treating us, which is ridiculous. And I think that is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I think there's going to be some of those pieces like on 538 or the ringer where they're like, Michael Jordan isn't as good as you remember. Call oh, Colin, my call, gotcha, you know, gotcha. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah, they're going to yeah. be like, you know, um, it's going to be pro how- Scotty takes kind of in a way. Pro Scotty takes and also like the wins above replacement of like what happens when you have an alpha who kind of sucks as a person? Like how many other wins could you have had if he wasn't such a douchebag diva? You know, right? You thinking about it? It's coming back, isn't it? No, douchebag we're, diva? We're not doing I've seen, I've seen on people are talking and they're loving it. They are loving I it. I literally am not seeing those commentaries. <laughs> uh, so Aaron Rodgers, Michael Jordan, who's going to get more blowback of this guy kind of sucks? Like what are we doing here? Well, first of all, I want to say that um, I'm a little bit biased on the Scottie Pippen situation because he mm. recently did a um, meet and greet with with his bourbon and with his with his book with Grillin' with Dad, Whoa. who is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. It's my favorite Grillin' account. So uh, yeah, Grillin' with shout out Grillin' with Dad. Incredible Not a sponsor. <laughs> Not yet. Just bought yeah. some just bought some merch though. Uh, so grilling with dad is, is amazing. And, and he's got, uh, some kind of relationship with Scotty Pippen, uh, and the, and the digits bourbon. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Jordan. I don't know. I think it's just pure honesty is how Aaron Rodgers is getting through all of this. I don't mm. know what the think piece would end up being on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously there's the, you know, he said he was immunized his body, his choices, whatever. Um, but I, I think that oh, if, this, this if is, there's more Jason, in this, if there's more in this book, I think it'll be Jordan. If there's more like that over and over again in this book, I think that that's going to really rile up that conversation. 
Look, my favorite part of the excerpt, which I don't uh, Google it, be adults, you guys can find it. I don't know where I read it, but I read it somewhere. Um, it ends with like John Paxson calls Scotty Pippen. He's like, hey, Scott, like I, you just you were a pivotal part of this and like you're valued. You are loved. You is good. You is kind. You yeah. is decent or whatever. And Scotty uh, talked about why he hated John Paxson. And then John Paxson got so overwhelmed with emotions. He started crying. And it ends with like, and I didn't care that John Paxson was crying on the phone. And I was just like, what a sick way to end a chapter, Scotty Pippen. Good for you. I love that. I think you are not thinking enough about like, you know, the Atlantic article about how Aaron Rodgers is a metaphor for white toxicity, you know, why Aaron Rodgers is about worst case uh, scenario millennials, you know, stuff like that. Like we could really get interesting and creative with some of these articles and approaches to Aaron Rodgers. And I think part of it too is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I thought this was interesting because Michael Jordan and Aaron Rodgers, I feel like are two of, you know, our generational athletes that have gotten maybe the highest benefit of the doubt ratio of anybody I've ever seen. Aaron Rodgers, it just kind of is a Teflon for him because I, in terms of like receipts, MJ's got it because of all those titles, but Aaron Rodgers has the one title, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it. And I think we don't talk enough about how he just doesn't really perform in the playoffs because he's one of four in NFC championship games. And we're going to play a game right now. We're going to call it better, or worse playoff winning percentage. Aaron Rodgers, or I'm going to give you a quarterback, and you tell me who has the better winning percentage, okay? Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers or Steve Young? Steve Young. Okay, that's an easy one, right? Obviously, Steve Young. Aaron Rodgers or Joe Flacco? Oh, geez. Uh, Flacco, because he won his Super Bowl in his like first or second year and just yeah. won like three or four the first year and then maybe the Super Bowl the second year, so that like really helped out. Lower sample size, but yeah, yeah, it's Joe Flacco. Russell Wilson. Oh, gosh. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Russell Wilson has that one. Russell um, goes like every year, doesn't he, to the playoffs? He, he, yeah, Aaron Rodgers does too. One of them uh, wins, though. One of them doesn't. You know what I mean? Walked right into that, didn't you? Um, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers or Jake DeLome? Jake DeLome. One-time Texans quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake DeLome made it to a... I'm just going to skip ahead. I feel like this might be a setup at this point, and okay. all of them actually have a better winning percentage in the playoff than Are Aaron Rodgers? Are you anticipating the trend of every single person I'm going to list here? <laughs> I think I, actually I, think has I might percentage. see a pattern emerging here in the data. So Jake DeLome, Mark Sanchez, Blake Bortles, all of these guys have better winning percentages. Some of those, you know, are, are you can mislead with statistics. But I think all that said, um, we just imagine that he's on par with Tom Brady, with Michael Jordan, with Wayne Gretzky. And it's like he's just actually not. And he kind of um, I, I don't imagine that. underperforms. I think people like love him so much and think that you know he's the greatest quarterback of the generation or, or comments like that. You're going to make me be this guy. I'm going to actively call for more criticism of Aaron Rodgers. I want more people. To Agreed. Be like, this guy's a choke artist. Okay, and he is. He's I don't know about artist. choke artists specifically. Certainly in the playoffs, but Manny had some of that for a very long time, and and he got it. I mean, obviously you just alluded to that. I don't. The more you're saying it, like this is why I'm saying we agree in theory because I don't understand why people are so obsessed with. Aaron Rodgers. I, I just I don't, I don't either. I don't know if he is actually like he's navigating celebrity the right way of being a little aloof, but also I kind think of he engaged. is. I think that's what it is. But it's just like when was the last time you saw? Because he's Aaron definitely Rodgers mysterious. Oh, no, okay. This I think this is a good conversation here. The last time Aaron Rodgers won a game, he did not. He was not supposed to win. Was Thursday night, right? A middle of the yep. season Thursday night game against the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, which was a good win. That was a great win. And yep. um um. JJ uh, no receivers, out, yeah. stuff like that. Like uh, kudos to them. Yep. But in an important moment, when was the last time they won a game they were not supposed to win? It never. 
I don't think ever. I just, I think a lot of this goes, stems back to when you grow your hair out in such a gross way and you do it so you can dress up like John Wick at a Halloween party. That's just not a good use of long hair. That's just not, that is not worth making me look at that greasy long hair all season. You know, I thought he looked pretty good as John Wick. I didn't I think like he should have had a white all. shirt on. That was my big complaint. I know John Wick has white shirts and black shirts. Sure. But I think that he should have gone white shirt. That was my There's, First of all, I don't know that it's true. Does John Wick have a white shirt? Why would John Wick have a white shirt? He's always like punching and cutting people. It's going to get I so know, bloody. but then you can see the blood. That's why John Wick okay. has a white shirt. That's because then point. like the main pictures of John Wick, he's got like, you know, like the bullet wound or whatever and then you can see the blood on the white. Uh, and like that's a good point. The black shirt the is like shirt, his nighttime attack mode shirt. See it like the there's no dialogue famously there's no dialogue, dialogue in this film so the shirt actually are the dialogue in a kind of way. It's a so metaphor. It makes a lot of sense. It's a metaphor. Here's the thing though, you don't come to a party dressed like Keanu Reeves and not have a Keanu Reeves face. And I'm sorry Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you have you have a hobbit face. And that's okay. I'm not saying I I don't have a hobbit face, but like you excessively do have a hobbit face. So don't dress up like a Keanu Reeves and be like I'm Keanu Reeves because you're not Keanu Reeves, bro. You're not. Uh, and now we want to welcome in our good friend, riding really, really high, Andre Three Sex. Andre, how's it going, man? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. Yeah, the Atlanta Braves are World Series champions. Uh, still Congrats, hard to believe. Brother. Yeah, we're uh, we're still celebrating. Uh, excited to, to to roll on, and let's uh, let's go one down, one to go. Listen, I don't I don't want to harsh the vibe here, okay? But I just I want to put this in context. Um, you, so the Braves win. As a fan, that's great. There's also a financial component that you're excited about, right? You got that to is correct. reap some 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 dividends and, and some dollar bills. Um, and then the other side, Georgia, um, I don't know that that Florida game could have gone any better because not only was it a convincing win, but it kind of sent Dan Mullen in a death spiral that I don't know that he's <laughs> going to recover from. I'm here for it. So are, is there any fear? He, he, he that, verbally pissed his verb, his uh, theoretical pants. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. I wanted I'm, someone I'm to make that, that point. One. I didn't want to see like I was making that point. Okay. But I think no, no, for clearly, sure. Oh, he, yeah, no, for sure. He, he urinated on himself in that press conference, and we all <laughs> saw it. So uh, I don't know what that means for Jordan Davis' Heisman, but I hope he still wins it. But, Andre, is there any part of you that's like, things are going a little too good right now? No. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it all on. Let's go. You have to be so scared as an Atlanta sports fan right now. Like, uh, or, or is the tide just absolutely turned and, and you're just riding that surfboard in? Yeah, we're just going to keep riding it as long as it'll, as long as I that wave it. will hold us. All right, we're with you, man. You know we want Georgia to win the national championship. So Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, just, I was like, wow. Because I walked away in the first half because I had the uh, Florida under uh, on points. Um, but I just didn't like how Georgia was playing. And then I walked to uh, make something for Marlo for dinner, and I walked back, and it was I think it was twenty four nothing, and I was like, uh, "What happened? What's going on here?" Um, got the catch up, so I was just like, "Man, this is not how it usually goes." This it is was not a how the wild two minutes. It was Man. a absolutely wild two minutes. It's a uh, it's a hot streak right now, so uh, we're excited about that. Um, so let's we'll jump in here. We'll go surrender cobras, um, and uh, you know, Jason, and I alluded to a little bit at the beginning of this episode, but um, I'm gonna surrender cobra. Uh, myself, guys. Okay, and you me. Know, I, and me. No, and me. You know, <laughs> just say no, us. You know what? I'm not here. I don't. I don't know y'all's journeys. I'm just here to talk about my personal journey uh, this weekend. And it, it. What I will say is the journey didn't have a lot of discipline. Didn't have a lot of guardrails. Okay. Um. I jumped out of a plane without a parachute. You know. Uh. Uh. uh metaphorically speaking. And you know, I had. I had the the Bengals I anchored everywhere. For some reason, I, I just. I. And it wasn't even that I was like I'm in control of these bets. I went back like late Saturday night. I was like. No, I, late Sunday night, I was like, why do you have Iowa in six bets? What were you thinking? Why did you – did you ask anybody that? And I, and I didn't. And I think I think I, you know, I, had a, I caught lightning in a bottle a couple weeks ago, and I knew that was not normal. 
and it felt like part of me was just self-sabotaging to be like, don't ever expect that again. You'll never make that happen again. So pull up from half court and air ball and then like, you'll feel better about yourself. So just, you know, hand up. That was my bad. And I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, Andre called me out last episode, and then that same day we were recording, he went one and nine. And I brought my bad mojo. I apologize. <laughs> it was the irony of it on the day of it was uh, not healthy for the pod, but I think it canceled itself out. Yeah. And then we went into and then we went into the weekend, and I got to tell you something. This okay. this is this is why Andre is here, mm-hmm. is that Knox and I over anchored on Saturday and Sunday. But all three of us had a bad had a bad weekend. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's a matter of discussion. Uh-huh. It's a matter of not anchoring. It's a matter of not betting the Lions. Period. Yeah. I'm not doing that again this year. Okay. Yeah. Just, I'm just not going to do it. We are talking about betting the Jets right now. So I'd like to bring that up. Okay. Bring that so back into the conversation. Th- this feels weird already. We're 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 here. We're rinsing ourselves. We've always said week nine, back to basics. We've been yep. saying that all year yeah, here we on have. the pod. <laughs> week nine, back to basics. That's the, th- that's the theme for the week. And then we're going to start out Thursday night football by, petting, by betting the Jets plus 10 or 10 and a half. Is this correct? With White Mike, 100% correct. <laughs> okay, look, here, let's, this let's, talk, let's talk this awful. out. Here, let's here's go. the upside. I didn't come up with this idea. That's good. Okay, number two. Um, look, last week was just one of those – and I, and I feel like credit to me, I texted you guys before the game started. And I was like, I made some bad decisions, and I don't know that this is going to go well. So, so I, you know, I had the rea- realism about it. But I, you know, um, I had a, a same game parlay on the Bills. Josh Allen throw for touchdown, get the win, throw over two hundred forty nine and a half yards, and he threw for two hundred forty nine yards. That's just when the weekend's just like, hey. Screw you, man. It's just not going to work this week. Okay? Just like go home. So this is a new week, right? It's not going to be like that this week. This is a new week. So, Andre, why do you feel good about White Mike and the Jets? Because scared money don't make money. So (laughs) (laughs) what what about traumatized money? Does traumatized money make money? Because that's what I have. Hesitant money? Yes. (laughs) Maybe a little bit of money. No, I like White Mike. I think it's it's the Colts coming off uh, overtime game, a short week. you know they they were kind of beat up, kind of demoralized. They jumped out to a fourteen zero lead, lost it in overtime, and it, there's a lot of things to like about the Jets, and and maybe they've kind of found a little something at quarterback. And getting ten in the NFL is almost an auto bet um, to take them plus ten, ten and a half. So that's kind of that's. Kind I of do the like lean. the idea of um, everybody in the Colts uh, uh, building. They're looking at. They're watching the the tape of uh, the Titans game, and they're they're rewatching the Carson Wentz interception to basically uh, kill their chance of winning. And everyone's just kind of looking at him like, "I can never trust you again. I can never take you seriously again." Because that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That was horrific. which my brother did jinx Carson Wentz because as the Colts went up fourteen zero, my brother texted uh, a different group chat and was like, "I don't think does Carson Wentz have any interceptions? Just maybe just one this year, right? Buddy. And I was buddy. like, he's got two. He was like, he's got two. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh my gosh, he only has one. And then he had a couple really, really bad ones that game. So Tell your brother I'm going to Venmo him a request for $25 for uh, <laughs> putting, for that bad bet. Mine's no, that's on more. you because I told you not to bet the Colts and I bet the Titans. And of course, there's in a parlay with the Bengals. But anyways. Um, Look, yeah, I know the, we're doing the, surrender covers, but I do want to give out uh, a, a, a W to Jason because I... Um, uh, effectively tried to uh, uh, trick him into betting on the Indiana Hoosiers, 
and he rebuked it. He was like, no, get behind me, Satan. I will not be participating in that. So because Andre told me to here. stop betting on Indiana college football teams. So and I did, just... ex- except for one sports books, uh, you know, uh, gimmick bet sure. is the only reason I've done it since he told me to stop. Can we can we just like really dive into the, how bad it got last weekend? Because like, what was the situation for you guys watching it? Like, are you the type when it's going bad, you just like really lean into it, or do you like get out and distract yourselves with like, I'm not even gonna if I don't see it, it's not real, and I don't have to like face the reality of what happened. Well, luckily with the Bengals losing, the Bucks also lost. So mm-hmm. had we won the Bengals game uh, on a sure. what was a bad third down penalty that essentially ended the game for the Bengals, we would have lost the bet anyway. But I'm kind of one that if it's going bad, I sort of just step back for a second and say, okay, why is it going bad? Sure. Here's, were, we, were we naive to think that the Bengals really are a really good team or this was the prime of prime letdown spots for them? So uh, just kind of identifying those yeah. sort of things and, and, and just kind of getting back on it and – like I said, stick and, to the kudos to Knox. Like this is this is where the three of us are trying to figure out what the dynamic is because Knox, you said don't bet on the Bucks at the Saints. Yeah, you just straight up did that, said that, but we did it anyways. At least Andre and I did. Oh, I, I mean, did it too. That's how stupid I am. I literally did it too, and I knew I knew better. Well, we, better. We, you may we may you may we may have talked you out of it by just pushing forward. I mean, it's not like we made you do it, but yeah, I I I, I don't connect Saturday with Sunday for the record. Yeah. And then I don't try to make it up during the week. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, I was sitting, I told you all this, I was sitting at Ashley's parents' house. Uh, we we're having a, like a family uh, lunch and I'm trying to be civil and have like be engaged in like convivial and having conversations. And we're watching the Titans game, but the volume is down and I'm watching the Bengals score and I'm not understanding what's happening. And it's rude to get on your phone when you're trying to have a conversation. So I'm just sitting there, um, frankly, like a just like sweating and just being like what is going on in my life when i'm trying to t- make conversation with extended family so that's just not optimal for me that's not what i want you know for my life so lesson learned lesson so learned it's cut me. out extended families what you're saying yeah get rid of you know stray people <laughs> that don't those matter. bets are going to be there so you got to watch at home prioritize the bets saying. that's what you get remembered for so so yeah you know you live you learn you laugh so we're just we're just getting better with that um so uh jason no i'm sorry andre what is your surrender cobra uh, mine is, I know you guys hit on a quick CFP reaction with the first week of the, the playoff rankings coming out, but mine would be Cincinnati, uh, sort of the disrespect they got from the committee. Uh, they sit number two in both polls, but enter the rankings at number six and effectively don't control their own destiny. You know, a lot of teams uh, like Ohio State play Michigan State and play Michigan teams where they have the opportunity to move up. And, you know, the odds of Cincinnati becoming the first group of five school to reach the playoff looks pretty slim you know the combined record of opponents doesn't really help and the lack of a top 25 uh, game to kind of end the season don't really help I know the win over Notre Dame continues to look good with Notre Dame number 10 but I think the fascinating argument towards the end of the season could be who gets in a Bama two loss team or an undefeated Cincinnati team Okay, we were talking about that. I don't see. I think this is. Tell me what you think. Jason uh, is bullish on two loss Alabama. My read was. I feel like this is the year to uh, make an example out of Alabama and not give it to them because they're not rolling. And if you do, everyone will be like, "What's even the point?" Because you're always going to put Alabama in on this. Yeah, and I think that's where Cincinnati can kind of point to is like the, we've we don't even have a chance. Why are we Why are we kind of doing this thing if if we don't have a chance? But I mean, if if it's an Alabama team that loses. A field goal to Georgia at the buzzer, um, I th- it's going to be hard to keep them out, especially if you've already put them at number two. Yeah. Now, if you had them at number four, 
uh, it's a little bit easier for them to drop out of it. But if you already slot them at number two, you think very highly of them and a close loss to potentially George in the SEC championship game. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be a fascinating uh, argument for sure. And I, st- I still wonder, Andre, if Oklahoma wins out, if they don't end up jumping, I think that's the team that could end up jumping Cincinnati, who also wins out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because just of the quality of opponents that they have left, the teams that they would beat, like an Oklahoma State, uh, potentially twice. Um, and it, a Baylor. Gonna, yeah. And a Baylor, a good Baylor team. So, yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. But then, you know, does a, if there's total chaos, does a, does a one-loss Notre Dame team sort of find its way? Go on. Go on. Like nobody wanted this, but guess what? I did not want to bring this up in the earlier segment, but you brought it up, so I am listening. Do you remember how well I supported you and your Braves mm-hmm. and how yes. well I've been supporting you and your Bulldogs? Wow. That's correct. I just want to put that on the platter. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. eat as you want to. It's your choice, okay? Your mm-hmm. body, your choice. But <laughs> I got to tell you, I've been real supportive, okay? I'm, I'm serving multi-course meals for you and believing in them from the heart. Yeah, if, if you're here. bringing that type of energy to the table, we're gonna we're gonna have a good weekend, boys. Okay, here. I'm bringing I'm that type this. of energy because I want Georgia to be one and them to be four in the semifinal. And oh, absolutely! Wow. Okay, down. that took a don't turn. Love, don't that love a that, turn, Jason. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Do not love that because I don't want those two teams to play each other this season. Wow. Yeah, your so your Notre Dame take, Jason. It felt like you know the uh, so like you've been so enthusiastic and supportive of the Braves and everything. It felt like you know the first time like you make real money and you look at how much taxes you're paying and you're like. Like, what? That's what that cost? That's what I'm feeling right now. I'm like, that's what that enthusiasm was for, for an end game. So, uh, so good for you. No, I do, no, I do no, get... no end game. I just, you know, I couldn't stand the Astros at all. Hey, I actually, listen. I had a, had a better future on the Dodgers than I did on the Braves. But sure. um, yeah, either one of those, the Dodgers or the Braves, I, I would have preferred over the Astros. Same. I'm not necessarily a Braves fan. I'm wearing a Braves hat. This, I know a lot of people who like the Braves and it's like, I'd want them to be happy. And who loves, who likes the Astros? Like they're the worst, even their fans. Oh and that God. Braves team is fun. The Astros fans can't even mourn correctly. Like they were finding <laughs> towels to bear their face into. It's like do a surrender cover like an adult. What are you doing? What's happening here? It's ridiculous. Um, can I give a surrender cover to Luke Fickle though? Because I feel like when you're pissed about your ranking and you say something like uh, the head guy does he even did he even play football? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, I did play football. Uh, what does that matter? <laughs> like, like you got to think that out a little bit, Luke Fickle. Like you got to come to the table with. But that's answers. a football coach thing, right there, right? Just like and he's like, okay, cool. yeah, yeah, right, just well, reacting to the, and saying yeah. the first thing you can think of. You do like an Oklahoma drill? You, uh, you did? Okay, well, uh, we'll trust you. I guess I don't know. Uh, Jason, what's your surrender cobra? All right, so I already mentioned betting on the Lions. Just period is a surrender yeah. cobra for me. I mean, I just got to be accountable on that. But I got to tell you, this story out of Texas is a wild story. Wow. So this guy, this he's a special teams coach, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's correct. Banksy, is that his name? He's the Jeff art, Banks. he's the famous I think nah, don't think he has a first name. I think it's just Banksy. I think it's it's the it's the famous uh reclusive artist. I love coaches sure. who only go by one name. I want people and more people to do that. Allegedly left his family, allegedly hooked up, married, not married, engaged to a stripper, which hey, gotta make money however you can, but her alleged name is Pole Assassin. Okay. Okay, honestly, that's aggressive. But I like I'm not. It. I'm not even. I'm not criticizing you, Jason. I'm just. I'm. I want to give context to the reader of like you thought this was a simple. A monkey attacked a kid at, at Halloween story. No, baby, this goes layers. There's multi seasons and arcs and narratives attached to this. That's what I'm saying. It just keeps getting crazier because there's not. There's not just one monkey on property. For the record, <laughs> allegedly, there's multiple monkeys on property, and one of them is a support 
a, a monkey. So, so was this one like an assassin monkey? And they were like, we switched him up. We thought this was a support, and he got. And out. allegedly, there was an adults party, and then not an adults. You know, like in a, a kid friendly party at this compound. That like this part was for adults, and this part was not. You know, for kids and adults or something. I just and then a, a kid got bit by a monkey. Is the point? Is is the uh, recap here? I but guess, you haven't, but like, you haven't the, noted that she uses said monkey or monkeys in her uh, performance, her repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot. It is a lot. And that is why this is the definition of Surrender Cobra. What happened at that party? And everyone's forgetting about the child that got bit. And I'm not. That's my point. Yeah, hey, credit to you for being uh, protect our kids. You know, save the children from monkey bites. I've always said that. Um, I just, I feel like this deserves like a season on Netflix. This, like, uh, forget Tiger King season two. <laughs> monkey Let's do King. This. Pole Assassin, colon, like Monkey <laughs> King or something. I just, we're not appreciating the double entendreness of that name, Pole Assassin. That's incredible as a stripper. So, like, that, that is an really incredible thoughtful. stripper name. I just, so I don't even know. Are you giving, so you're giving, you're not giving her, you're not giving, um, uh, having uh, uh, multiple families, you're not you're not giving out like adult Halloween parties. The Serena Cobra. You're saying that a child getting bit. That's the Serena Cobra. Everything no. else is pretty chill. I'm saying the escalation of the okay. story, like how it just keeps going. You're you're like four out of ten things that you have to set up for the story into yeah. it, and you and then you just throw your hands behind your head and surrender Cobra. It's just it just keeps going. It's one much. of the better parts is that night she jumps on Twitter to defend herself. And she goes full on uh, camera Twitter. phone showing where the monkeys live, that there's a big, nice, <laughs> newly homemade sign that says, do not enter. Uh, it was it was quite a follow there at like 1130 on whatever Monday night. Her Charlie P. Rocket lawyer is probably like, less, talk less, log off. Don't do this. What are you doing? It's incredible. It's really incredible. I would say we're going to put it in the show notes, but you're not babies. You can look it up. Just Google monkey by Texas. You know, and be I'm careful sure with pole assassin. Though. Watch out for pole yes. assassin. Um, OK, let's do uh, let's move to overs. Um, OK, I had um, I'm going I'm to throw this out. Hypothetically, what if someone was thinking about? Tennessee to beat Kentucky this weekend. What if they were thinking about not overreacting, but thinking against about the spread or money line? Uh, both. It's essentially one. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think it's, it's like half, like a half Kentucky point at this minus point. One. Yeah. Uh, I think a Kentucky team. <laughs> You're not getting the love here that you wanted. And this isn't over. So this is Listen, something. Oh, it's not me. No, it's not me. It's, it's a hypothetical. It's, it's a hypothetical. somebody emailed me and they're like, Hey, would you ask this to the guys? I was like, oh. I don't believe in this at all, but I will ask. I'll put that out. I don't know if you're telling the truth on that or if that that that, that friend of yours just got scapegoated hardcore. No, 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 no. It's definitely not me. It's another person that exists. I will, I will ask, what is going on with Kentucky? Uh, Georgia broke them. <laughs> I think Georgia did break them. I think stay, that I think that Andre, team, stay humble. Listen, they got in the locker room after, and uh, Coach Stoops was you know breaking the game down, and someone was like, "Hey, I have a question, really quick. What was the last drive? Like, what were we doing there? What was the points? What were we trying to accomplish there, Coach?" And he was like, "I don't really have any answers for you on that." So they probably broke their psyche a little bit. But I just you know toss that out a little bit. I, I was circling that one. Kentucky's a little beat up, but the but the one I wanted to bring to the table was I think don't overlook um, Heisman long shots. Because, you know, we've got Bryce Young, uh, leader in the clubhouse. I don't feel like anyone's like, that's the guy who's definitely winning. Matt Corral, I love him, but he's super banged up, and he just doesn't have the story. So I think circle Kenneth Walker, Michigan State. Circle Caleb Williams. Circle C.J. Stroud. I feel like one of those guys, if they have like a titanic run or performance, they could um, vault themselves uh, to the forefront of the Heisman conversation. I think that's worth mentioning. If Caleb Williams wins, we riot. That's just point blank. That's obnoxious. <sighs> not, yeah, I completely agree with it that. It feels like Zion winning Rookie of the Year when he played like yes. 28 games. It's just like, well, did, did you though? Kenneth just- Walker is an absolute beast for the record. And if, and if Michigan State can really win out 
I think it's I think it's Kenneth Walker, Walker's to lose. If they went out, yes, I, I think, think he Ohasi's controls his play. own destiny. Uh, you're right, but I think when Ohasi puts a hundo on them, um, th- he's just not going to have the stats. Yeah, so I think it. he's the only one that truly had that like Heisman sort of moment, that Heisman game, that five touchdowns against your biggest rival. Yeah, um, kind of will vaunt you up. That's the, a signature moment that no yeah. one just no one really has right now. So who are you liking, Knox? Because I do think Bryce is just that steady calm line down the middle and then cj stroud is up and down i think it really comes down to one of those two here at the end and and i, I think if if michigan state were to somehow actually win out that that's the way that kenneth walker gets his but you're right if cj stroud tears apart the michigan state defense which is very likely to happen then it's going to put cj and bryce at the at the forefront i'm kind of feeling cj stroud and i never thought i would have said that um and he does honestly feel like northern bryce young but mm-hmm. he's peaking at the moment where you want to peak and I think if he if I, I think they're going to torch through the rest of the Big Ten just because the Big Ten meh. But, and but Bryce Young has not had a bad game. Am I correct in saying that? And C.J. Stroud did have the first game or the second game of the season. He had a not so good looking. Yeah, game. Yeah, lost to the Oregon. He looked a little shaky at the beginning. I think against Texas A&M, he Bryce Young wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. Well, it's not um, his fault they lost that game. Yeah, it yeah. The, it's I think it's more just it's one of those like it's an unsexy Bama year, and like you know who's interested, who wants this again? It's like you're, there are going to be years where the issue is forced, and you have to give it to uh, someone from Alabama. This is not one of those years. So I think voters are just going to have the fatigue of like, like, is there anybody else who's good at college football we can give this to? Um, and it'll be one of those years where like, who won it? Air Crouch. One, the Heisman? What? It's going yeah, to be They'll end up inviting like five guys. It'll be split. Like nobody will have any sort of majority. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be Mr. Strange. Davis better be there. It'll be strange. Let's go. So. He's, Who knows? Mr. Davis is plus 8,000 on the current Heisman um, odds. Did you guys here. check the money line for Georgia this weekend against Missouri? You see what the money line is? I saw. Uh, can you uh, bet it? I don't think it's available. I saw, it is available. Minus a million thousand. It's a hundred thousand. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, how do you how do you parlay that into getting better odds? I heard Scotty Bobo is going to put five bucks on it. And he's going to oh make uh, half a half a penny. So watch out for that. So, uh, Andre, what is your uh, over of the week? My over is going to be the total in Liberty Ole Miss. Hugh Freeze returns to Oxford. Uh, the total is sixty-seven and a half. Neither team really seems interested in playing a lot of defense. <laughs> so I see a lot of points. I think I think Corral um, will be, be able to kind of do what he wants, and Malik Willis will be able to do what he wants. You get Ole Miss to score 40-plus. You get Liberty to score 20-plus. Now you're, now you're closing in on that 67.5. So I think that's uh, a fun one to watch, a noon game on, on Saturday. That's a, I saw that 8.5 number. But that's not a big number. It's a lot shorter odds number-wise than I thought, you know, Liberty hasn't played anybody very good. I think the only Power 5 team that they've played this year is Syracuse, and they lost. Only scored Tough. 21 points against Syracuse. So um, I don't I don't necessarily love the number one way or the other. It seems low, and that would kind of point you to maybe take Liberty because maybe Vegas knows something that we don't know. But I think points will be scored. If It feels a little fishy, and I feel like it is. Uh, they're trying to trap me because I was just dying to bet that. And I do think another – I didn't see this on FanDuel yet, but I saw um, – Not a sponsor. Form- Oh no, yeah, not a sponsor, but former mistresses, uh, former sex workers, Hugh Freeze contacts. Now that he's back in Oxford, I saw it at some places at three and a half, um, which I feel like is a little high. Um, but you know, at the right price, I, I would take that number if people are, are seeing that later on. So, on, on, I'm not touching that. Yeah. That's so, a, that's, uh, that's no for the audio. Said. Just the discomfort on uh, Jason's face right now is. <laughs> 
tremendous. <laughs> it's it's what I wanted. So thank you. So Jason, what do you got on DraftKings? Not a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got this at over sixty six and a half now. So I went ahead and put a unit on that. So I'm okay. with you, Andre. And for okay. for right, for my over for the week, as well. for my over for the week, I'm taking Jets Colts over forty five and a half. Okay. I think these are a couple of not solid defenses, and I think the offenses are figuring out how to put up points, even though it doesn't look good sometimes for Mr. Wentz. And then your 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 Mr. Uh, White, comma Mike, uh, is is uh, some kind of a revelation. I don't know. It just we just like watching it, but you know it's got to end. I just he's don't gonna, think it's going to be. What if he just is awful tonight? He's just going to like throw like See, like reasonably, picks. that's what's going to happen, right? <laughs> Unreasonably, he's Kurt Warner in 1998. And that's why I just not, don't think he is. And that's like, why, do, we tr- okay. do we trust Mike White or White Mike tonight? Do we trust him? Yes or no? To put up points and to, and to, to, be, win, and to, and to win or lose plus 10. You, you do trust him? Guys, here, here's where I'm at right now, and you're going to have to talk me out of it, okay? Here's where I'm at right now. I'm at Ole Miss minus nine and a half. I've not okay. bet that yet. I did best bet the Liberty Ole Miss over. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I also, so I like the, I like Ole Miss minus the points. Uh-huh. I like the over in that game. I like the Jets plus the points. I'm probably going to get 10 and a half. Yes. Get, figure out that out at 10 and a half instead of 10. And then I also like the over in that game. Okay. Four separate bets, one unit each. Stop me if you need to. Okay, we'll we'll see. We'll work it out. We'll work it out, and we'll again. Um, we started this last week, and we're going to do it a little bit more this weekend. We're in the threads. Um, uh, we've got the the conversation, the bets, and all that good stuff. And and a lot of you chimed in with uh, the things you're liking or not liking. Honestly, a couple people chimed in to take shots at Tom Brady. Uh, I don't take that personally. I think hurt people hurt people, and you guys have to deal with whatever you're dealing with. So, but I appreciate your contr- uh, contribution to the space. Let's go ahead and pivot to uh, came up close to the pen. Um, we had a really dramatic. If people didn't listen uh, to the end of the episode last weekend, we had a very dramatic came up close to the pen. Uh, went three overtimes, I believe, and culminated in a uh, a, a very diverse set of guesses um, that resulted in Andre winning. Um, I performed so capably at remembering jersey numbers that you guys gave me a pity half point um just because i haven't won a long time and i think some people think i should be prideful about that but i'm not i will take points where anywhere i can get them um so this week um i have decided unilaterally I, i'm not we didn't just give it to you else. you begged for it but yeah okay go ahead i earned it some people would say a lot of people in the thread were saying i earned it they were honestly saying i should have gotten two and a half but you know that's neither here nor there um but i've unilaterally decided if we haven't used this guy already i don't think we have um to honor and celebrate the atlanta braves uh, world series triumph we've already used tom glavin we're going to use David Justice. Are we certain we've not used David Justice before? I have a terrible short-term and long-term memory. So even if we had, I know I don't have a competitive. Did he date Halle Berry? Who he did, did he date? He cheated. Yeah. Okay. I think. He d- Allegedly. I think no, I think he did. And I think other weird stuff happened between them. Not good for him. So do you guys want me to describe his profile photo? Please. Okay. It's just Yeah. Him. I mean, anything you're using to make your. Okay. Pick. That's fair. Remind me that's his fair. number. His, uh, what number was he? 23? Mm-mm. Feels like a 32. No, he's a one. He starts with a one. I'm just trying to beat Knox to the right number. Just saying numbers. Dave Justice, 32. 23. He was 23. Hmm. Right between you the eyes. You right, won. Care to comment? Care to comment <laughs> on that? Nope. Quarter of a point. Nope. <laughs> Quarter of a point. We just keep having it so he never gets to a full Good. I'm going to add that right now. 7.75. <laughs> Good for me. Um, so he has. So it's like a. It's like an Olin Mills headshot background. Okay, um, like like a church directory background, but no family. It's just him, and it's just tight on his head. Um, he's got navy uh, blue frame glasses. 
He is big cheese smiling, and he has a goatee um, with a substantial flavor saver uh, as like the linchpin of that of that goatee. A completely shaved head, uh, one diamond earring. Um, looking pretty good, honestly. Looking pretty good. I've got mine. I have mine. Uh, I'm Andre, trying to decide whether I go high or low. Andres and I are the same. I can already tell. What's he doing now? Is he working? I think he was on like MLB Network at a time for part of the season. I don't know what here's he's doing. A, here's a great question. How come David Justice and the crime dog, Fred McGriff, didn't get together and have some kind oh. of a justice in, in, in the crime dog type I, segment? That's a great point. That, that they need a, a podcast. Call. I bet it would be incredible. Crime and justice or something. But it's actually true crime in. <laughs> oh, it's they, baseball true crimes. Do you remember when that be, guy stepped on the line when he ran out on the field? Okay, so we have some really interesting options here. We could do like uh, uh, baseball crimes, you know? which is Against like baseball's unwritten rules. Oh, let's, let's executive produce this. Like during a rain delay, it cuts to uh, David Justice and Fred McGriff, and they're justice in crime, and they're talking about like violations of uh, spirit of the game or whatever. Or you could go to true crime podcast style. Like only murders I'm loving this. Where they know? investigate everything. I love that. So you hey, could have it. They're just, okay, now we're, we have Justice Crime and Sharks, and I think that's there's some we're cooking. There's something. No, no, there. no. Hey, Sharks! Like we're pitching this to Shark Tank. Oh no! I'm actually let's get the Sharks in here too. Let's get Mr. Wonderful in here too. You know, let's see what that's about. Three man weave stuff going on. Um, okay, I'm gonna. You can just uh, say your number. Okay, I was gonna put it on my calculator. Uh, I'm I'm 150. I'm 150. <sighs> 125, 150. Uh, why did you pick? Because I was going back back and forth between 123 and 150, but I went high when I thought he's still working. My high was going to be 175, but then I really think that it's 150, so then okay. I backed it down. And I was also going to go 151, but I feel like going $1 off when I've been tying people so often is not the play. I'd it's rather a risk tie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, survey says 159. Oh my no. gosh, I should have gone 151. You should have. You would have won. You would have won. Oh end. my gosh. Knox, um, welcome to overtime, buddy. Thank you. What's it like here? This well, you were, fun. you were overtime with us one round last time. But um, we, this time, as since Andre is out of overtime, I get to pick. Beautiful. Do you want to get on Cameo and look and like sure. do it? Okay. Um, okay, so we so because we're in the tiebreaker, I have uh, I have uh, abdicated cameo um, because I'm involved, um, and uh, Andre has taken over the duties of selecting the player. He selected Kenny Lofton, which we thought was timely and topical because Kenny Lofton was on the field when the Braves won and later went on to play for the Braves. Um, so Kenny Lofton, former also Kenny forward. Lofton was number seven, big in our hearts. That's good. Boy. That's good, man. That's one of the reasons I love seven because Kenny Lofton was playing on the Indians, which was where my grandma and grandpa lived while I was living in Denver. And I love John Elway. Uh, So that's why another reason seven was so big for me. I feel like that that mid uh, mid to late 90s Cleveland Indians team doesn't get enough credit. They were really good. Agreed. Mayerga, Bell, Lofton. That's tough. Who's the, who's the, who's Mr. 3000, the, the first baseman? Eddie? Um, Eddie Murphy, yeah, man, oh, Eddie Murray. Sorry, different guy. Murray, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, tough. Like, yeah that's, that's, tough. that's definitely like <laughs> Orioles, and, Orioles, and Indians, right? Yeah, Murray, yeah, yeah. All right, Kenny Lofton, Kenny Lofton, Kenny Lofton, Kenny Lofton, six-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner. Half point for me for knowing his jersey number for the record. Mm, that's true. He has ninety-four five-star reviews. I'm ready. I'm unconfident and ready. All right, I've got mine on the calculator. Okay, go ahead. Oh, we are. We have a battle brewing. Wow. 177. That's 177 for Jason and 76 for 
Your boy Knox. We might have to do some calculations if it's like 124. <laughs> no calculations needed. Kenny Lofton for the low, low price of $85. Oh, dang it. <laughs> 177 is high for Kenny Lofton. <laughs> he seemed like uh, a name. Yeah, look, it was a choice, and you made it, and that's okay. That's okay. You know, it's a uh, high risk, high reward. So 8.5 for you. 8.75. Or, or, 8. I didn't get a quarter <laughs> point, so I would like that counted, please. Okay, you this guys is going to feel ridiculous hand. when at the end of football season, <laughs> I be I edge you out by 0. 0.75. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I never even thought about you passing us. Amazing. <laughs> or, ti- or tying us. I respect that. I respect that. Um, Dang it. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Over Under Achievers, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your ratings uh, and reviews. And thanks for every time you recommend uh, the show by word of mouth. That's the best way to help the show. And we appreciate it every single time you do it. As always, I'm Knox. He's Andre. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad,